everyone. I'm Dina. And I'm Charlotte. Welcome to the Grim Curriculum Extra Credit. Hello. Hello, hello. How are you today? Uh, I'm pretty good. The weekend's going well, except for this freaking smoke. Oh my goodness. Yes. Oh my. Okay. I'm sure everyone has seen us posting this on Twitter and Instagram, but our mm-hmm. entire province is on fire, essentially. Yeah, and I don't know if I've already mentioned it um, on our regular episode this week or not, but apparently the smoke out there is so bad that if you were to stay out all day long without some kind of mask or like respirator on, it's the equivalent of smoking seven cigarettes. (laughs) Yeah, that uh, does not surprise me at this point. That's, I mean, uh, last Tuesday we had the absolute worst air in the entire world Mm -hmm. which is insane for canada when you think about how kind of sparsely populated we are and everything but those forest fires and stuff are no joke yeah so everyone who is affected by them we are sending you our love stay safe out there because it Mm -hmm. is rough so today we thought we would cover, I think a couple of people have asked for it, but specifically uh, my friend Karanda, she suggested we talk about infamous last meals for people on death row. I love it. Thank you so much for the idea. I know, uh, like Charlotte said, a few folks have kind of loosely mentioned it, but uh, that kind of solidified it. I was like, let's do this. Let's talk yeah. about it. So Charlotte. I have a question for you. Mm-hmm. You were on death row. I don't know what you did, but you're on there. <laughs> okay. Okay. And they're asking you, what do you want for your last meal? What are you choosing? Okay. So I think there's two ways that I would look at this. The first way is, all right, I can have whatever I want. There's like no kind of budget to this kind of thing. Like I'm going to get the top of the top. And I would probably do like steak and crab. A bottle of red wine. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yep. And just go like all out luxury. But recently, because certain inmates were getting pretty outrageous with their um, requests, some prisons either did away with it or they kind of limited to a budget of $20 or something. Florida, it's $40 and everything has to be locally accessible. Yeah, so if we were playing within those rules, I would keep it real simple. I would just want, like, my mom's shepherd's pie. That's all I'd want, and, like, a cup of tea. Yeah, honestly, I was thinking about it. If I I had no real price limit, I would choose a full four-course meal from the melting pot with all of, like, the. I want the lobster tail. I want everything. And I want really good wine, some sangria. (laughs) Yes. I'm not going for, like, a Diet Coke or anything. Like, I want wine. (laughs) No, like, I want, like, whoever's cleaning up the mess afterwards, like, good luck, because I am going to eat my weight in food. (laughs) But if I have a $40 limit, then it's going to be a slice of tiramisu. Ooh, good call. And this amazing amazing like not to toot my own horn too much this wonderful beef stew that i make with homemade dumplings i think if you were truly like down to it you would want something that was like very homey and very comforting that's where i'm at yeah totally to at least like feel that because you know when you like eat certain food and you just feel like happy inside and you feel all like just content 
oh yeah, I think we all have those comfort foods we go for. Yeah, I feel like that's where I'd want to be at. 100%. Yeah, I don't, I wouldn't want anything like KFC, like Mr. John Wayne Gacy did. He, um, what did he have? Let me just look at the list. So he had a bucket of chicken, french fries, 12 fried prawns, strawberries, and I think it was like a pound of strawberries or something like that. And the thing about his that surprises me is a diet coke to wash it all down like dude you're on death row you can have a coke (laughs) right like you're allowed to have the extra calories my guy you got yeah it's it's not gonna make a difference at this point so (laughs) go He also here's my question about this i wonder if this is a comfort thing because he managed three different kfc locations that's true the uh, colonel was a pretty big part of his life for quite some time so i wonder if he was trying to keep it on brand I know. Or is he like, I don't know. I don't think I'd want to like, I, would you want to be thinking about work right before you die? No, but I don't think John Wayne Gacy gave a shit about any of that. I feel like in his mind, it was probably one last opportunity to brag about the fact that he managed three KFC locations. Yeah, because I guarantee you when the guard or whoever, the warden came by and dropped it off, I bet you he was like, I own I own three KFCs. You know, he would have been that guy. Oh, it yeah, he'd be like, back in my day, we did the fries this way. Oh my god. You know what? He is such a piece of shit know-it-all, or was such a piece of shit know-it-all, I should say, that that doesn't really surprise me. No, not at all. Um, who else we got that's got some wacky last requests? Well, I, I gotta do a loud uh, page flip here, don't mind me. <laughs> oh, Sorry. yes. Dina has the uh, book, the serial killer's last meal book in front oh, of Oh my her. goodness, yes. Okay, I should uh, say this. I'm reading the serial killer cookbook. True crime trivia and disturbingly delicious last meals from death row's most infamous killers and murderers by Ashley Lecker. And a huge thank you to uh, my dear friend Jessica, who got me this as uh, I think it was a Christmas present a while ago. And I guess this is how people think of me. And it I was is gonna absolutely say- fantastic. She saw that and she's like, you know who would fucking love this? Dina. <laughs> right? That is, I mean, I appreciate that. I bring that to mind for people. I'll take Absolutely. it. Absolutely. That's the vibe when you walk into the room. They're like, that girl, she's going to like some serial killer <laughs> trivia. But I have to say, um, this is a fabulous book. And if you ever see it, I definitely recommend checking it out because it has like all of the recipes and then it has like little tidbits of what they like what they did and it has like pretty good pictures like it's a fantastic book love it love it and uh this brings me to our next one we have peter Curtin, also known as the vampire of dusseldorf yes he's a gnarly one. Oh my goodness he is on our list and honestly we need to cover him soon because this was a bad dude Yes, there was him. And then who else did I think of recently? I think it was the Butcher of Hanover. Um, oh, yes. Those two, I always kind of relate them, maybe because they're both German, but um, they've got that very much like old crimey, old timey crimey kind of thing going on for sure. Right, exactly. And I mean, the big thing about Peter Curtin, for those of you who don't know, is uh, his head is uh, at the Ripley's Believe It or Not Museum in Wisconsin. 
Oh, wow. Yeah. So um, it's preserved. You can look up a, a picture of it if you'd like. It's the head <laughs> in a jar. Um, but yeah, you, that's kind of crazy. Yeah. Um, there's not too many people that passed away that long ago that we still have preserved in that way if that makes sense you know typically they're buried or cremated or you know buried in a sort of traditional way there's not too many people we still have samples of (laughs) and it like honestly I think a Futurama yes 100 percent with all the presidents and stuff yes and I mean that's kind of what he looks like except dead (laughs) oh lord Dear Peter was, dear Peter, I don't know why I called him that. <laughs> dear Peter. Dear Peter. Um, he was executed on July 2nd, 1931. He admitted to a total of 68 crimes, which is unreal. And his victims were just about anybody. Like, he didn't really care how old you were. His They ranged from 5 to 80. Yeah, he did not discriminate when it came to his victims. And he was someone where they had never seen anything quite like him at the time, right? Like, this is the 30s when they finally caught up to him. And it must have been mind-blowing. Oh, absolutely. It, it Again, this book is phenomenal. But it even says in here that at the trial, he had to sit in a guarded cage to protect him from attacks by the enraged families of his victims, Which is, uh, that reminds me of Andre Chikatilo. Yes. Which, again, maybe uh, when we're ready for him, because that's (laughs) that's a big old doozy. That's Yeah, that one would be a heavy one, but we will get there eventually. You know what? We'll save that one for the day that we have, like, research assistants. Sure, that's a good one. So we can put a little bit of that on them, too. (laughs) Exactly. Spread (laughs) out the misery. (laughs) Yes, exactly. Um, anyway, so Peter was executed by guillotine. Yeah. And uh, before that happened, he had a last meal of two portions of Wiener Schnitzel, <laughs> fried potatoes, okay. and a bottle of white wine. I feel like that's very simple, but also sounds very like a comfort food, you know, like meat and potatoes. Right. It's very German. Very German. Yeah. Wiener Schnitzel always. Yep, exactly. Just Wiener Schnitzel, potatoes wine. Since uh, I mentioned the Butcher of Hanover, um, Mr. Fritz Harman, he was not told of his execution until the night before, which was the German custom at the time in 1925. And he was granted not a meal per se, but they gave him an expensive cigar and a cup of Brazilian coffee. And he was also put to the guillotine as well. So I guess in you know, France and Germany, they were still using the guillotine up until very recently, actually. Honestly, if you're about to execute me and you're going to do something nice for me, like, don't give me a coffee. Give me some alcohol. Yeah, I would be having some brandy or something or some whiskey for sure. I don't want to be, like, excitable and jittery when I'm about to be executed. Like, I'm already probably fucking terrified. Yeah, I mean, unless he was the kind of person where he was just very, like, stoic about it, if you were in a situation as in being put to your death, that's going to cause anxiety, if anything is. And so I feel like a cup of Brazilian coffee is just going to send your nerves through the roof. Or again, I keep going back to it, it's going to cause one hell of a mess afterwards. 
Yeah, yeah, you have to consider what um, human beings do after they pass away in the first little while. So. Exactly, like the clean, that's the going to executions again, that's what they used to do is when they used to hang numerous people at once, there would be these mushrooms that would grow underneath where they would hang people. That makes because of their total poop. sense. Yeah, absolutely. I could, you know, if you were under the say like platform, I could totally see that. It makes perfect sense. And they were used medicinally. Right on. This next one brings us to October 9th, 2002, with a lady that we have spent a lot of time talking about. Eileen Wernos. Oh, yeah. We would have talked about it very briefly in uh, those episodes for sure. Yes, absolutely. So she actually, they were going to give her a meal originally. She declined it. And instead, she had a hamburger and a few snacks from the canteen and some coffee later that day. And uh, then she was executed. Yeah. So she, again, fairly simple for her as well. Simple lady. Yeah. I had hamburgers um, for dinner tonight right before we recorded. I had pizza and I was actually oh, surprised yeah. while I was scrolling through that I didn't see anybody that suggested pizza for themselves. So, hey, um, yeah, I don't think there's pizza in this book either. I refuse to believe that. Yeah, like I feel like that pizza is such a good comfort food. I found it. Philip Workman. Okay, I've never heard of him. Neither have I actually. Hold on, hold on. It was a veggie pizza, oh. which is an interesting thought. Oh, oh dear. Okay, interesting. May 9th, 2007, he was convicted of murdering a police officer during a robbery at Wendy's. Oh, I and feel like that rings a bell now. Long story short, he was executed by lethal injection in 2007 he requested that in lieu of a meal for himself, a large vegetarian pizza would be delivered to a homeless person. Uh, the state said, nope, we're not going to do that. Uh, so instead, citizens across the country sent numerous vegetarian pizzas to shelters in his name. Wow, that's really interesting. I, I seem to remember the case um, and how yes. he killed a police officer, um, but I didn't realize. I mean, I haven't looked into him too much because I, I didn't remember his name or anything. But that seems like as much as it's never going to truly it's never going to balance out the negativity in this particular case. But it is something kind of wholesome that comes out of a bad situation. Um, and I can appreciate that. Because, I mean, at the end of the day, are you going to have an appetite? I don't think I would, TBH. No. <laughs> right? I'm not going to be feeling, like, munchy. No, and you know what? I'm I'm the kind of person that shoves down their uh, emotions a lot of the time. Is call it healthy, call it toxic, whatever. But <laughs> I don't think you truly know how you're going to be in a situation like that unless you're faced with it. And I'd like to think I'd all be stoic and, like, I'd come to terms with it. But in reality, I could have been a sobbing mess. Like, who's to really say? I would be flipping the absolute fuck out. I like at that point, I don't need to be heroic. I don't need to look good. No, like I'm. I will panic. I, I'll. I'll still be trying to convince them. Like, hey, what if we don't? 
Well, I think it sort of, uh, see, now we're getting kind of philosophical because it's like, did I do the thing that they're accusing me of? Because if I did the thing I'm accusing, I've been accused of, then like, I should probably just shut the fuck up and take my punishment. But if I was unjustly put to execution, I think I would make everybody's life a living hell. Because <laughs> I'm too petty for that shit. Oh, absolutely. That reminds me of a story I had read a while ago, and it's actually in this book as well. And that's the story of Joe Arity, who yes. uh, he suffered from mental illness and he had a very, very low IQ. <laughs> Didn't they say that he had sort of the mental capacity of like a six-year-old kind of thing? Yes. And he was known as the happy the happiest killer on no the happiest person on death row or something like that oh uh, it's so sad you guys oh i'll make it so much more sad for you all he chose some vanilla ice cream and mm -hmm. uh when they went to execute him he still didn't understand what was happening and he asked them to save some for later brutal oh that poor guy and See, i do just want to say one thing sorry to interrupt no go um for he was accused and convicted for murdering a 15 year old girl um he admitted to the murder but it was very 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 widely believed that the confession was a fake confession oh man see this is why i I'm so gray on the death penalty because mm -hmm. you hear of stories like this and it's like, this should never, ever have been allowed to happen. This is just incredibly sad. And to me, it's this is where the legal system fails people. To me, honestly, I feel like one case of this happening is enough for the death penalty to not exist. You know what I, I mean? I completely like, agree. Yeah. If if there is even the ch the tiniest tiniest chance that you're going to be executing an innocent person, you just shouldn't have that thing. Although I maintain we have talked about quite a few people who are, are the reason the death penalty exists. Yes. One of them being, and I hate to mention his name, Danny <laughs> Rowling. Oh, yeah. He just had to come up today, didn't he? He's gonna haunt us forever. Like, we just can't escape him. I feel like he comes up every few episodes. Okay, anyway, listen. what was what was his last meal? Lay oh, it it's me. gonna piss you off so much. Are you ready for this? <laughs> okay, so you, we already all know what we did. I'm not even gonna repeat it. If you don't know what Danny Rowling did and why we hate him so much, just go listen to the episodes. Um, You'll hate your life for a little bit for it. And uh, then you can just... Go outside and play with puppies. <laughs> okay, so Danny Rowling, executed on October 25th, 2006, had a last meal of lobster tail. That's right, he did. Butterfly shrimp. <sighs> baked potato. Strawberry cheesecake. And sweet tea. See, that son of a bitch shouldn't be allowed. <laughs> no, you don't. Oh, like his last meal should be like poorly steamed broccoli that smells like farts. Yeah. And bland chicken with burnt coffee. <laughs> All cold. I'm, you know, I'm, I feel like when it comes to people on death row, 
there's a certain amount of compassion involved. Mm-hmm. But I'm surprised, I'm surprised actually that they even bother at all with these last meal requests because I feel like one, like you say, after the person has passed away, it can mean for more cleanup. And I'm surprised they would even waste the money for someone that's well, going to die. You see these interviews of people who have worked on death row and they talk about it all the time. Sometimes you have someone who is sitting on death row for 25 years. So let's Very say you, you start your career when they've been sentenced and they get on death row. You get on death row essentially too as someone working there. That mm-hmm. 25 years is your whole career. Until they get executed. You have 25 years of getting to know this person. And as terrible as they are, as horrible as they are, I'm sure it it can be difficult to not develop some sort of a relationship with that person. I'm sure at the end of the day, there's that desire to, or I, I feel like probably in the interviews that I've seen, a lot of them talk about having that responsibility of I have this person's last moments in my hands. There is a certain level of respect that has to go into it, which, again, I Danny Rowling didn't deserve any respect. They could have just thrown him into the sea. Well, I think an interesting perspective on it is during, um, I guess, just after World War II, when they were executing all the Nazi war criminals, they were hanging them. Right. And oh, I've forgotten his name, but the executioner, it was his job. He performed all the hangings and. I think there's sort of this anecdote or in his diaries or something, he talks about how an officer was like, hurry up, hurry up, hurry up. Like, we don't have time for this. And the executioner said, no, we have time for all of them. They have paid their due. We now care for them because that's my job is to care for them afterwards. So we're not going to disrespect their corpses kind of thing. Yeah. And there's a certain level of, again, respect that goes into that as a job. So like, I don't agree that he deserved to have that great of a last meal, but I, I can see where they're coming from, I guess. Yeah. And I think it's just the point of just because you sort of gave up your humanity by doing what you did doesn't mean that I need to give up mine just because I'm around you. Exactly. I, I That's very well said. I like that. Not to get too deep on what was supposed to be a slightly more lighthearted episode. Oh my god, but honestly, yeah, we, we were gonna do this completely lighthearted. When we're talking about these kind of things, it's a, it's bound to get a little gloomy once in a while. Exactly. Um... <sighs> Should should I mention him, Charlotte? Should I? Uh, are we talking about Mr. Bundy? <sighs> you know we are. All right. You know what? <laughs> January 24th, 1989, they executed him. And uh, he didn't request a final meal, but they gave him steak, eggs, hash browns, toast with butter and jelly, uh, milk, coffee, and juice, which it seems like overkill. Uh, he didn't eat any of it. See, it makes me kind of angry when a shitbag like Ted Bundy gets a better meal than what you get on an airplane, you know? (laughs) That's a good meal. It's a damn good meal. I would eat all of that, to be honest with you. And then I think he declined it probably because he's an arrogant psychopath narcissist that's like, fuck you, I'm not eating this meal that you made for me. I told you I didn't want anything. Yeah, exactly. That's so bratty. That's exactly what I pictured. Yeah, he would have been like, this is beneath me. Like, get this away from me. This is kind of going in a little bit of a different direction, but I've got the uh, last meal of Adolf Hitler. Oh, 
Oh, very interesting. Lay it mm-hmm. on me. Yeah. Okay. I don't like it. Oh, no. What did he have? Spaghetti and red sauce. That seems so remarkably... Bland? Vanilla. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> For the Fuhrer. Right? Um, like, I, I feel like he would have eaten something a little bit more... High class, shall yes, we say? Thank you. Like, yes, exactly. Like that just I that isn't what I would have guessed for him. No, not at all. I would have imagined maybe something more like traditionally German, since he was obviously very proud of his heritage, you know? Like he would have um, had the Wiener Schnitzel in my mind. Yes, 100 percent That sounds so odd to me. And I mean, you know, it was cyanide and a gunshot for old Adolf. Um but that surprises me very much. I, it wouldn't have even occurred to me that he would have gone for pasta. <laughs> I'd almost rather like not eat. If that was and, offered to me for my last meal, I'd be like, I'm good. Yeah, I'd probably skip on that one. I, To be fair, this is just like a silly little quirk that I have. But I love pasta. Hate spaghetti. I don't what? know what it is. I do not like the noodle, like the noodle spaghetti. If you put the like bolognese or whatever in any other form fine i cannot stand spaghetti noodles (laughs) so what kind of pasta are we talking about here then oh anything else literally i like fettuccine which is just flat fucking spaghetti but yeah anyway wow that is probably the most messed up thing you've said in the entirety (laughs) of this show tell me you're neurodivergent without telling me you're neurodivergent oh my god i love it i love it Mm. oh Anyway, um, one that kind of made me chuckle a little bit. Uh, this one's <laughs> for all you Lord of the Rings fans out there. Ronnie Lee Gardner uh, was put to death in Utah by firing squad. He was sentenced to death for burglary, robbery, and two counts of murder. For his last meal, he requested, he went big as well, steak, a lobster tail, apple pie, vanilla ice cream, and he wanted to eat it all while while watching the entire Lord of the Rings trilogy. <laughs> I mean, that would really uh, help you pass your last day for sure. <laughs> I mean, do, would you want to extend it like that, or would you want to just get it over with? Like, I don't know. I feel like that would. <sighs> well, something tells me the guards didn't allow him to watch the entire extended edition Blu-ray, so. <laughs> Can you imagine that request um, being put in? They're just like, no. Yeah, it's like, Ronnie, we don't have 27 hours, my guy. Like, tomorrow's the day. (laughs) (laughs) We're we're not putting this out any longer. Sorry, bro. Oh, yeah. Part of me makes makes me wonder if he just was, like, really fucking into Lord of the Rings. Hey, I absolutely get it. Or if he's just like, what is something that will take up my entire time left on this earth? Exactly. How can we drag this out as much as possible? Yeah, I mean, I guess if we're playing by that rule, um, what would you want the last movie that you watched to be? The Labyrinth. Oh, good choice. I'm oh, yeah. What... Without question, that would. Yeah, I would want that to be the last movie I watch. I think then I would pick Singing in the Rain because that's just my like favorite of all time. Has been Good. since I was a kid. Still love it. I think that's what I would go for, which sounds like something from a movie. I feel like I can imagine um, in sort of a Green Mile kind of setting, like this little prisoner sitting in his cell watching Singing in the Rain on like a little TV. 
yours comes across so much classier because that's exactly what I picture. And then for mine, I just picture Mila just like laughing at Bowie's bulge in my final moments. And being like, <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, but it's a good one though. Fuck, I haven't seen The Labyrinth in ages. I need to add that to my list of things to watch. I listen to the soundtrack at least two or three times a week, every oh, week. Iconic, iconic. Yeah, I, I recommend it on the way to work. I love it. Just do it. It's, it will put you in a fabulous mood. <laughs> Anybody else we want to talk to, because or talk to, talk about, because um, we could always do a part two of this too, because I mean, there's tons of people to talk about. I want to put this out to our listeners. If you, I don't know what you did, listener, but you did something, you're on death row, they're about to execute you. What do you choose for your last meal? And why? Yeah. yeah, maybe maybe we'll throw a tweet out there. You guys will have to jump on that and let us know. Because here's the thing, too. I can never decide what I want to eat. Oh, dude. What, Cody will be like, what do you want for dinner? And I just look at him and be like, dude, we've been together for 14 years. You know the answer to this question. I don't know. <laughs> I What I want for dinner is to not decide. We I want just food talking. to just appear in front of me. Yeah, we were just talking the other day about how um, food is so much better when someone else makes it for you. Mm-hmm. Yes, absolutely. Also, uh, with that, if uh, any of you have a last meal story that you want us to discuss, let mm-hmm. us know. We are also still accepting a few more submissions for our next part of Grim Encounters. So if you have a story of something wild or unexplained that you want to share with us email it to thegrimcurriculum at gmail.com because we want to hear it yes we love reading your guys' stories because so far there's been i mean they were all fantastic oh exactly and it's i love reading them because some of them i just read and i get goosebumps and i, I want to know more you know what i mean like i mm-hmm. love hearing everyone has that one story i feel like or they know someone who does, exactly, right? Exactly, like, exactly. And it's it's one of my favorite things is like that feeling of just sitting there around like a campfire and telling scary stories and just getting into that like scared mood. Ugh, love it. Um. So to wrap up, we're going to keep it in with the um unusual deaths theme. And this time we're going all the way back to 622 621 BC to ancient Greece his name was Draco and he was one of the first uh sort of lawmakers of ancient Athens what little we do know about his life because literally thousands of years ago He was so well-loved that his life was chronicled by kind of like a folklore story. And allegedly, he was so well-loved that all his supporters threw so many hats and shirts and cloaks on his head that he suffocated. (laughs) Death by presence. Death by presence. Um, The truth about his death is still a little unclear just because it was so long ago, but it is widely interpreted that that is how Draco of Athens met his end. I choose to believe it. (laughs) Um, So with that, shall we wrap up for this episode? 
If you guys wouldn't mind giving us a five-star rating wherever you can rate us, Spotify really likes it when you do that. Um, and if you are not subscribed to our YouTube channel already, we would appreciate that as well. The more of you there are listening to us, the more we do well, especially for YouTube's algorithm. So that is really, really appreciated. I feel like we're constantly just battling some kind of algorithm. So please help us with this battle, friends. <laughs> it's it's a never-ending, always-changing battle, too. It is. Um, I guess speaking of social media, if you'd like to follow the podcast to keep up on all the news, uh, you can follow us at The Grim Curriculum on Instagram and Grim Curriculum over on Twitter. We're on Facebook and TikTok as well. Yeah, check it all out. Check out our personal stuff, too, if that floats your boat. But most importantly, consider interacting with the posts. Show them love. Because, uh, again, algorithms are a bitch and uh, we, we just we love love. <laughs> Thanks so much for joining us today, you guys. This has been The Grim Curriculum. Extra, Extra credit. credit.